0: Hello everyone, this is Brian Ferguson, the host of Bumps and Thumps The Talk of Wrestling. I want to tell you about a new podcast out called Fouls Count Anywhere. It is a classic pro wrestling podcast that brings you the legends of wrestling with true wrestling fans Chris DiCarlo and Charlie Turner. They bring on guests that are legends in this business, as well as wrestlers of today, promoters, referees... You name it they have them on there folks and I encourage you to listen to them if you're on YouTube watch them they drop every Saturday they have their podcast they drop it in the afternoon so look forward to that podcast coming out Falls Count Anywhere podcast with Chris DiCarlo and Charlie Turner folks you will not be disappointed I guarantee it and enjoy the podcast Wrestling fans, promoters, wrestlers, and anyone who enjoys pro wrestling now have something new to be excited about. The Wrestling Fans International Association, the WFIA, is back. WFIA is an association that exists to promote, grow, and support professional wrestling throughout the world. Membership is free. Your membership includes a free, digital, bi-monthly publication of the Wrestling Fan News newsletter, association updates, Voting privileges, and much more. Please go to the WFIA.org, that's thewfia.org, that's T H E W F I A dot org, and become a member today. of bumps and thumps to talk of wrestling my i'm brian ferguson my guest today has two names <laughs> he's the hired gun and the silverback and he's been a part of pro wrestling for many years on the independent circuit ladies and gentlemen it is my pleasure to introduce mr joe helms joe thanks for coming on today
1: hey it's good to be here brian
0: I got to ask you, you know, we talked a little bit in the intro, but two names. I mean, that's pretty unique. Most guys get one and it takes off. You've had two that have taken off. Yeah. The Hired Gun and now the the Silverback. So talk to us how you got those nicknames first.
1: Okay. So originally, the Silverback was something I created when I originally got into professional wrestling. Um, it originally, they wanted me to change my name. And I tried to come up with a name. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. You know, I, I've always, you know, loved the road warriors. I liked Vader's size, things like that. And um, I just was trying to, what do I want to do? And so I played 15 years arena football. And the last team I was with was the Queen City in St. Asylum. And our mascot was a silverback gorilla. And, you know, I was like, well, when I train, I'm in the ring, I look like a big old silverback gorilla. So I'll just go with silverback. But how am I going to put this all together? And so um, I I coached a youth football team. It was the Raiders Youth Organization, if you see where I'm going with this. <laughs> and um, I I would take my football pads and I would fashion spikes to them and paint them up real cool and paint my face and 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 I would go out there and and mascot for the kids while I coached them and um, they just loved it loved it loved it loved it and you know I was like I was hesitant and showing it to the to my trainers and the owners at the time of the ICWF. And I was like, well, I'll just show it to him and see what they think. And, and I showed him the gimmick. He said, man, you should do something like that. And so I got online and found a guy that actually made those pads for me and made that same mask. It's the same guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I showed that to them and they were like, dude, you got to do that. And I was like, ah, I don't know. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to like rip off road warriors or anything like that. I want to be my own thing. Yeah. And so that's kind of when I went to the drawing board and was like, okay, here what do I want to do? How do I take which everybody says take from and make your own? Mm-hmm. And so I sat down and I thought, okay, I can use the silverback gimmick as kind of like a a twisted Road Warrior-esque, like like tribe of them in a way, mm-hmm. but but distant futuristic kind of yeah and so it wasn't the same and i didn't want to paint my face because i didn't want to be the same and i just wanted to be different but my own and so when i wanted to when i wanted to make my tights and everything my tights my gear that you saw they were not cheap by the way those are those are a direct pattern after the road warriors wow i just added the belt I added the silver, you know, the silver to it, the touches, the gorilla. And the actual symbol down the right leg is their symbol. Okay. Well, if you go back wow. and look at the stuff, that is actually their symbol as kind of a paying tribute to them, you know. Yeah. And I just kind of like, you know, just developed my just my own style with the whole thing. And mm-hmm. um, you know, and 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 that's pretty much where that came from. And that's just an extension of of me you know yeah. and it, it worked out well and um i i did that character i had a different mask and and the pants i had at the time were they were football pants and it had a good silverback gorilla like that on it but it was just a tribal black color like that mm-hmm. and i had my black knee pads and covers and you couldn't tell that they were football pants you just couldn't yeah and i went with that for a while until i was able to afford purchasing the other gear which cost me like it was like over five hundred bucks just for the lower piece, and um, until I collected all that stuff, till I was ready for the second coming with Mid States.
0: Wow, that is you know, and I, you know, I we were talking uh, a little bit here, and I watched you the other night. You come out, you just you draw in the crowd so well. You know, I mean, and I've been to other events with you uh, when you were the hired gun before. And I tell you, and we talked about this a little bit, that was probably your best that I've seen you, your entry-wise, your in-ring abilities and performance, and even afterwards. I mean, I was, most of the people were standing on their feet uh, during your match. If you didn't know, you probably didn't notice that because you're in the match. (laughs) It's hard for me to tell. But I'm telling you, your match i know for a fact cuz i was standing most of the people in that arena were standing because it was so exciting when you get butts off seats for the whole pretty much the whole entire match that tells you you got some. it was a great match yeah. <laughs> and, and and you know it was it was great and yeah i i just can't say enough about it i mean well you you're know, on fire right now and i just hope you know, and I know you will. You're going to continue down that path. And uh, I'm really excited. You know, I'm always excited when you guys come to town or you're in Harrison, Arkansas. I'm always, I've tried to get there as much as I can because your promotion, with that promotion, uh, and SICW and others, they're, they're all great. They all have yeah. a great concept and you're a key piece of that so and i'm not just saying that because you're on here i've really felt that way that makes
1: that i appreciate that i really do because like a lot of times i'm so hard on myself yeah and you know and I i go back and i watch my matches probably 30 40 times a week and just go back what what do i not like what can i fix i go over with my trainer i send it out to like i don't know if you know damian wayne i send out to him and say hey buddy give it to me hard Mm-hmm. <laughs> just give yeah. me the wrong what i what am i doing if i'm doing something wrong throw it at me i'm yeah. not going to be upset i need it and I, I just i send it to people and i just keep trying to learn and get better yeah um you know that performance that you saw out there that was the first time i got to actually be that character in springfield um i had been the silverback in republic with icwf but it was just the raw beginnings mm-hmm. and so a lot of that my ring performance and drawing the crowd in, you can attribute a lot of that to watching The Rock and Hulk Hogan. You got to learn, right? <laughs> my guys, man. Those are my guys. Yeah. You know, yeah. Even though I'm, I'm, you know, big as heck and I have to wrestle big man style, just the whole, um, I, I, the whole pulling the crowd in. Because, I mean, you could have the crappiest match in the world and mess up in the ring, but if you got those fans pulled in, they don't care. Yeah. They're having a great time. They they pay yeah. money to have a great time and I'm gonna try to put a show on. You yeah. know. it's Because yeah. like I took a lot of guys that that have been doing it longer than me, and I get in their match with them, and they're like, Oh my gosh, I've never had a match that was just so, you know, hyped up with the crowd. I said, Well, it's because you gotta pull them in. Yeah. If you can pull them in and make them feel like they're part of what you're doing, the rest is cake, man. Yeah. So oh, it was
0: popping. You definitely were popping. The, the whole card was pretty much popping from... Oh,
1: man, we have great talent at Mid-States. It's, you it's do? So,
0: yeah. No doubt.
1: I'm so blessed, man. I'm so blessed to be with a group of guys, man, that I can learn and and, and, and mentor me as I'm I'm moving yep. along with this. Yep. I'm very blessed. So my my trainer, when I first started, he, he is, his name's Terry Zeller, where his work name is Terry Zeller. His real name's Terry okay. Thompson. He was in the WWF. And he was, he was what they called a jobber back in the day. And yeah. if you, if you look on YouTube, you can see him wrestling the undertaker when they used to, he used to put him in body bags. Uh, he's probably one of the last people that he did the body bag with before they stopped doing it. Cause kids were trying to do that stuff. Um, <laughs> Hakeem, um, there's one with him and Hakeem, one of him and Bruce beefcake. I mean, uh, he's told me stories about, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow cracking his ribs. I mean, just, uh, you know, and we drive from Springfield down to train on Tuesdays all the time, and it's just always stories. And then he'll say, like, hey, I watched your match, dude. You did this great. This looked great, man. You're getting so much better. And, you know, and I've got all of his experience. Mm-hmm. Then I got Dickie Jones on top of that and then I got Gary Graham helping me. So I got like 80 years of experience being thrown at me all the time saying, dude, do this, yeah. do that, try this, try that, don't do this but try that. And it's it's just great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, you know, I've watched you the past couple of years and I could tell that you have uh have grown. You're getting much better. You you're you're always improving. And then that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing, and yeah. I can always see a difference. And and every time I see you, you know, you you're the way you power slam may be a little bit more efficient or things like that. And I I can just tell. And you feel you look more comfortable. Oh yeah, I yeah.
1: was not comfortable in the beginning.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, no. I and I can understand that. And, and Joe, that's what i want to going to next about. You know, you're from Springfield. Yeah. Let's talk about a little bit, if we could. Let's go back a little bit. Growing up in Springfield, Missouri, here. Yes, sir. And your schooling. So let's, and how you got involved in wrestling, if we could talk about that.
1: Okay. That's an awesome story in itself, man. Uh, so uh, I grew up here in Springfield, I was born here, and I uh, went to school Central High School, graduated there in 96 um I played football with them you know with with Central and graduated uh had full ride scholarships to go to different places and I chose to get married at high school which a lot of us end up doing getting the love bug um I got divorced at like I think it was like 25 and I ended up being a single dad and took care of my kids the whole time uh that I was playing arena football for like 15 years I got into arena football and um you know worked two jobs just did did the arena football forever up until oh I was 43 when I finally gave it up um won five championships uh five five really cool rings um and uh you know I started 154 consecutive starts since 2007 that's like most most in like uh semi-pro and and arena history. Um, Yeah, it's pretty cool still. Um, But uh, what happened, which is a really funny, cool story, and I love telling it how I got into professional wrestling because I grew up watching it. And, you know, I kind of fell off there for a while, but I used to go watch indie shows all the time at WLW and go see Harley. I have a friend named Mark Davis that knew all those guys really well, so he was always out doing all that. And i always kind of wanted to get into it, but I didn't know how. And so I never got a chance. My kids grew up, moved out, graduated, moved on, started having their own kids. And um, I won my last championship a couple of years ago and I pulled into a parking lot and I sat there and I said, said, God, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to play football anymore. I said, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. I said, I could go back to building my classic cars. I I just, I don't want to go back to being a regular person because I'm, I just not, a, I just, I'm not a regular person. I feel like I got more to give. I said, whatever it is, just give it to me now. Let's go. I'll run with it. Just throw it at me. Let's go. And I left it at that, you know, just my own little personal time meeting God. And so that next weekend coming up was father's day weekend. And me and my son was supposed to go to an ICWF show in Republic. And uh, I went out for a work. I went, worked out, whatever, you know, and, and I come home, he didn't want to go. And so I was like, you know what? I almost didn't go. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to treat myself then. I'm just going to go. It's Father's Day weekend. I'm just going to go myself.
0: That's right. Went and,
1: went and bought the last front row ticket. Went in there, got my piece of pizza and my soda, sat down on the front row. And I go to take a bite of my pizza, and I look up, and everybody's staring at me. And I'm like, (laughs) what is going on? I look over, and I see security staring at me. I look over, and I see what I guess was their general manager at the time staring at me. Like, I'm just like, I'm I'm talking right through me. And the other side of the rail started laughing at me, and he's like, you look like you should be one of the guys over here on the other side of the rail wrestling. And <laughs> I'm like, ah, eh, whatever, you know? And so, um, I sat there and I watched the show. I'm having a great time. Intermission happens. I get up and I go over to, uh, at the time the owner and I introduced myself. I didn't know he was owner. And I said, I'm Joe Helms. Nice to meet you. I'm, I'm having a really great time. Thank you. And I went and sat down never said another word to him. And I guess he apparently he was talking to his wife. So the staring commenced to happen, whatever. And so the show's over. I leave, go home. The very next day, I'm at the gym telling everybody how much of a good time I'd had, blah, blah, blah. At that moment, I get a message on Facebook, and it's the owner of the ICWF. And he's like, hey, he's like, it took me a minute to figure out who you were. But once I did, he said – uh." I would like to offer you a spot in our battle Royal in August, uh, the 28th 15 man battle Royal as a special guest. Cause he saw that I played for the insane asylum. And I said, I messaged him back and I said, only since I was 12. <laughs> so, so he invited me down to the training facility and I went in there and of course I have to get, had to get blood work and all that stuff just so, you know, I could get in the ring and train with the guys cause how Missouri is. And um, it took a couple of weeks, but I was still training football because we still had a national championship to play. And so I was training – I ended up starting training football um, early mornings on Saturday about from like 7 – I was like – no, it was 8 to 10. I'd go home, shower, and go train in the ring for five hours. Oh, wow. About – my life sucked at that point. (laughs) <laughs> i've never been in the ring and football shape and ring shape is two totally different things okay so i and i noticed people gave the rock a bunch of crap because he didn't come back this year and because he said well i'm not in the shape that i need to be in to look at him he looks phenomenal guys give him some slack because there's a huge difference between lifting weights in the gym shape than getting in that ring and working out shape yeah. you're either going to get hurt or you're going to hurt somebody because you're not in proper you're not in proper form. Yeah. So, but anyways, come to find out their general manager was their trainer, Terry Zeller. And, uh, the one that was staring a hole through me. And that's the guy that started, started training. Me. Um, so we got in there and I, I started watching him for like two or three weeks. So, you know, I'm one of those sponges. I, I got to learn. I go home and I, I YouTube all the time. I don't watch anything, but wrestling on my YouTube. Yeah. And, and, um, cause I don't have regular TV. I just watch YouTube. And so I'm in there a couple of weeks and, uh, we're training. We start to do matches cause I was training, like I said, on the Saturdays. And then I come in where, when they had advanced class and even though I wasn't advanced, I was, I was coming, I was going to advanced class cause I'm trying to learn. I would put, I would put, uh, sometimes eight to 10 hours on the weekend in, in training. Wow that's Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And and yeah, I was there for a while. I was doing Saturday, Sunday, and Wednesday. And then I would go down to Harrison and mid States and train on Tuesday. So I was trying to hit four days a week. and Yeah. I was trying to get it all in. I had like, I had almost, let's see, I had almost a year and a half in training in, in a year because I was double dipping like that. And so I learned fast. Yeah. So two weeks two weeks into training, you know, I wanted to I wanted to come in and wanted to impress him because I knew I could do it. Cause when I was a kid, I used to do a little backyard wrestling. You think oh, yeah. I did. <laughs> And um I wanted to impress Terry with hitting a drop kick. So at the time I was 315 pounds. Woo. And so I'm I'm like I weighed tonight, and it was like like 287 with less than 20% body fat. Yeah. And so um, so I, I've dropped a lot of weight since then and toned up. Yeah. And, um, so I get in there and I'm doing this singles match and, you know, I start blasting this kid with some punches and he spins around and I do a standing drop kick and I just hit him like right in the face with a standing drop kick and Terry's eyes gets really big and, and he stops the whole training and he goes, what was that? And I was like, oh, I'm in trouble.
0: <laughs>
1: drop kick? He's like, yeah, it was a drop kick. He, he looks, he goes, Joe's only been here two weeks. And you guys have been doing this for over eight months, and not a, one of you can do a drop kick. He stopped the whole training and made all the other students start drop kicking the turnbuckles.
0: Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> you know, and you
1: know, here I am, forty-three years old, and hitting somebody with you know with a with a five five and a half foot drop kick, you know, at three hundred fifteen pounds yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. He was just like set back, like what the heck? Yeah, you know, he can do it. Why aren't you guys, you know, but I'm like, well, you know, I just come off the football field and we jump bags and stuff all the time, dude. So there's, there's a, there's a proper form to jump in that bag, which is you can use that as hitting a drop kick. And it's the same movement if you do it right. Yeah. And it's it's hard to get people to understand that they think they have to jump without using their arms. If you use your arms and throw your body up, you're going to get that height. Yeah. But but yeah, that was how I got into professional wrestling, man. Just wow.
0: somebody saw me in the crowd, and that's I ran. That's awesome. Day. That's yeah. great. I mean, that's a neat story because you don't hear that very often. You hear, you know, I went to a training center and and uh, you know worked my butt off, and and that's great too. I mean, don't get me wrong, but your story is very uh, is pretty unique. So you started wrestling, you know, in the republic, and and yeah. uh let's talk about transitioning into uh Joe, if we could, uh mid-states, yeah, SICW, and working with well, not anymore, but you were with uh with Stephen E. Let's talk about that. How how did that transpire?
1: Um, okay, so uh ICWF was starting to fall apart. And um there was some great wrestlers that come through, but nobody from this area that were anything sticking. Mm -hmm. I was kind of the bright star around here, around here. And so I started training with Jason, went down there um, and, you know, just kind of told him, Hey, look, you know, I want to train down here with you. I want to keep learning. Um, I'm not getting the advanced classes up there because, um, you know, they just kept bringing kids in and they were all new. And so there was really no advanced class. And I, you know, and it was getting to a point where I have been there for like eight or nine months and I can't do anything but beginner stuff. And I was helping train the new kids come in and it was like, okay, now I'm spinning my wheels. I'm not happy about that because I'm trying, I'm, I'm a giant sponge right now. I have to learn, you know, you know, yeah. Johnny five, you know, input, input, feed me, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, he was like well he's like okay and so Jason's one of those guys he has to trust you and learn your trust but and he wants to know that you are 100% into professional wrestling mm-hmm. he wants to know that you're you're in 100% not this man eh, maybe show up to train now and then yes no I've only missed maybe two training sessions with him and um and so time went on time went on and I ended up leaving my cell phone down there one night and I ended up driving back down the next night in the blizzard to get it. And I had some personal time to talk to him. And I said, Hey, I said, uh, Jay, I said, I want to work for you. And I said, if you give me an opportunity, dude, I promise I will work my butt off and make you proud. I, you know, I, I will be one of your top guys eventually. And I left it at that. And he said, all right, we'll we'll see what happens. Left it at that never said another word, kept going back down, working hard, working hard, working hard. Um, April of last year comes around and he says, he pulls me aside and he says, Hey, he says, I know you're used to working face in Springfield with your other gimmick, but he said, I'm really short heels. Yeah. He said, all I really got for you right now is heels. And, and I, he said, if, if that's what you want to do, he said, I can get you on the Saturday and the Saturday show and Sunday matinee. And I looked at him and I said, all right, I can try heel because I've never done that before. But I said, under one condition, you put me with Stephen E. Uh, And that was all it took. He put me with Stephen E and we made magic, man. Uh, And so the next week he comes to me and he says, here's the idea I have for you as a heel. I was like, all right, shoot. He said, I'm looking for kind of a big Bubba Rogers, Mr. Hughes type character. And I looked at him and I said, I got you. I know exactly what you're one. So, so that was when the hired gun became born. Yeah. But they didn't know that I used to work in a strip club for six years, wearing that same gear basically that same same mentality i had as the hired gun yeah so it was easy for me to do
0: yeah
1: it was like meant to be i had been training myself for that character for the last six years at the strip club wow and so me not talking and just having that snarl on my face and coming out and just beating people down i didn't have to talk to nobody they already knew i meant business and steven was my mouthpiece
0: yeah that, and I love Stephen E. I think he is so. He's great. <laughs> he's great. And he knows how to rile up the crowd. I mean, last oh, Saturday night. Dude. He had a lot of heat when he was trying to read his uh, cease and desist door. I mean, I was, I mean, you couldn't hear nothing.
1: We all in the back, when he come to the back, he was just like, that is the, he said, Joe, I couldn't even hear myself out there. Yeah said i don't know you should have heard us back here i said i was clapping for you i was so happy especially when you started talking crap to my mom and dad
0: yeah oh yeah i was like oh my god i couldn't believe he did that but (laughs) i mean obviously he cleared that but i was just like
1: (laughs) oh my god as soon as my mom and dad said they were going to be there that was the first time they've ever been to one of my shows ever got to see me wow Okay. Because we used to go watch Harley Race when they were kids back in Kansas City when they first got married. They used to go yeah. every Friday Saturday night up in Kansas City. And and I, I just kept bugging them for the last year and a half. I was like, When are you going to come see me wrestle? When are you going to come see me wrestle? And they come and watch me <laughs> wrestle the night I get my butt kicked. <laughs> and so <laughs> and so I when I got there, I said, I said, When you're at the merch table, I said, Watch me because I'm gonna walk up behind him and I'm gonna point to him. And I'd called him earlier in the week and I said, Dude, my mom and dad's going coming. I said, let them have it. I said because that's uh, going to give you so much heat, dude, especially yeah. when the fans realize that's my mom and dad. Yeah. And
0: you know, yeah, it, it works boy. Those, they were the more personal you get, the better it
1: is, you man, you yeah. know? Yeah. And and it yeah, man. Good. And so that's how that, that's how that happened.
0: Wow. That's amazing. And, and the, like I said, the crowd was just Oof. I yeah. even told Stephen later. I was like, "Man, you, you got a lot of heat." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, it, it worked."
1: Yeah, you know, and and you know, I'm really on both of my characters. You know, Stephen yeah. tells me all the time, and Herb tells me all the time. He's like, "Dude, you got that airport look." He's like, "Everybody has to stop and look at you because they think you're they think you're somebody or or you're someone mm-hmm. important around. Like you're somebody important. You stick out. You're like you, you're not supposed to. You're, you're from somewhere else. You're not supposed to be here." Yep. And, yeah, and uh, you know that was something that Herb Simmons told me up there one day. We had like a two-hour conversation after our show tapings, and uh, he was like, "You know, Joe," he said. He said, "I've got a lot of guys up here that train with Cowboy Bob and stuff, and they're trying to find their thing, their look, etc." And he goes, "With you," he said, "You can come out that curtain, and everybody knows you're a wrestler." Yeah. You know, yep. it's, he, you just have sure. the, have the everything, you know? You have the
0: look, yeah.
1: And so, and Herb, God, that guy, that guy, I'm so blessed to have him in my life as well. Um, great guy. Yeah. And how that happened was, um, I did a VIP match in Springfield, and Jason had invited Herb down. Mm-hmm. And Herb had watched my match, and when I got to the back, um, Terry introduced me to him and Herb was sitting there and he looked me down straight up, down, up and the other. And he was like, you look good. I like your look. I'm going to have to get you up to SICW. And, um, and so well, about, a, about two or three weeks go by and I go up to, see, I go to, I do a show in West Plains and come back to Springfield and do a show. And one night, Stephen, he hits me up and he goes, hey, I got to go do this gimmick in southern Illinois with Herb Simmons, SICW. They're doing TV tapings. He's like, bring your stuff tomorrow. Do you want to go? I was like, heck, yeah, I want to go. Even if I'm just going to go check out how they do the studio. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And so we go, we get in the car and we go down, you know, and I'm not expecting anything, man. I'm still just as you know, nervous as can be, you know, and um, I get up there and he sees me. And he's like, Hey, I go inside. He goes, Hey, did you bring your stuff? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, bring it inside and come sit in the production meeting. I was like, okay. So I'm sitting there in production meeting, whatever. And they're talking about this, this, that. And they go, well, first up, we got, we got flash Flanagan versus big Joe Helms for three minutes. And I'm like, what? You know, former WWE guy. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, so, and then and then i had to do a second match later on in the day with austin molotalo which went over really well which they they enjoyed everything i did but talk about nervous trying to put do something on tv for the first time in front of some new people and it yeah. and it worked i just did what i was trained to do yeah. you know it took the, the the bumps i i needed to take properly and they were hooked
0: yeah no you yeah i mean you know, I know Stephen E uh when he managed you was great. When you were up there and at Attila Khan, yeah, uh Dennis McCause, my gosh. Love him. Love that guy. It's you know, just like you, you know, outside of the the ring, so personable and nice. And you know, you get in there and you just you turn up the knob, you know, and 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 I mean you I met Dennis, thing? yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing, and I, I he's one of my favorite. You guys, you and him are one of my uh, one of my favorites, honestly. We um,
1: appreciate that.
0: Yeah. And uh, let me ask you this, Joe: since you've been in the business uh, a few short years, uh-huh. what who has been one of your guys that you really have enjoyed working with as either as opponent? or maybe in a tag team? Who's a guy or or a person that's really kind of, you know, you enjoy working with?
1: Well, when I first started out, I I got to work a lot with Graham Bell and he kind of entered a lot, you know, I I don't know if you know who he is. Yeah, I've heard of him. The Generalissimo now. Um, We talk a lot now, even though we haven't got to work a lot in the last year or so since IFCWF dropped. but i mean gosh there's you know i enjoy everybody i get in the ring with because yeah. this is a this is a dream for me since i was a kid my second dream You yeah. gets to live dreams yeah. you know yeah. Yeah, yeah. and and um you know every, i just, I love everybody because everybody's so nice to me um yeah. you know right now me and big techs are kind of going at it and i love yeah. jim jim Hawforth is a great guy to love him to death um I've got to wrestle Roscoe Monroe a few times. Uh, he's like Great guy. Oh, my gosh. And he just – he beams when we wrestle because we bring yeah. the crowd in. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> I taught him about how to bring the crowd in when we were in um, we were in West Plains. And he got to the back, and he was like a little kid. And he was like, oh, my God. I never – I was like, dude, I said, we can wrestle all day long. But I said, once you start doing the the whole acting part and bringing those, that crowd into the match <laughs> – the rest the rest is history, dude. Like, the yeah. rest is fun because now you got these people cheering. Now it, yeah. now it makes you want to do better and do more for them yeah. while you're in there and you don't realize yeah. it. Yeah, I love yeah. Roscoe. and the big match that I had, I don't think you got to see, was me versus Doomsday, 7-Foot Doomsday.
0: I have not seen. No, I missed the hell. I wish I yeah. would have, yeah. Well,
1: no, that, that was one will be – Well, we're, we taped the whole month of February. Okay, good. Yeah, it shows every – saturday the month of February. that's right
0: then harrison yeah that's right
1: yeah yep. those are all tapings that we're going to try to send out to uh tv stations and put on youtube and Good. so all those matches will be on so you'll get to see me versus doomsday and so uh but yeah that'll that'll be on eventually but yeah i mean i can't pick really anybody out that i mean they're all just great like like Gary Jackson, man, he's got so yeah. much insight for me when I'm up there. I wrestled him a few times. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Dean had a had a Central States title match that I didn't even know I was going to have because somebody didn't show up at the, in oh, the okay. Bel Air, uh, Bel Air uh, Fairgrounds one night. Mm-hmm. And I ended up having a Central States title match, which was oh. like a eight or ten minute match. And we just beat the life out of each other. It was a great match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I can't really pinpoint anybody. Yeah, yeah. Other than, you know, Just it's hard because everybody's yeah. good to me.
0: Yeah, I would say your match with natural born villain Tim Rockwell it was a great match. Um, I have yet to see know, it, so <laughs> I can't wait. It, it was a great, it was a great match. And I'm not just saying that I even told uh Tim that after uh during intermission, I said you guys, you know, you popped the crowd because you wrestled great. The antics in the in and out of the ring, you know, when they'd be running around and, and running yeah. after them and, and what they did to you and, you know, you got beat, yes, but, I mean, the way they held your feet down and all that stuff.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, cold it was... Cold. <laughs> cold,
0: it was classic, but it was classic old school. It was classic... You know, it looked believable. You wanted to go in there and, and, and uh choke out Stephen and Ian Rockwell for what they did to you.
1: Yeah. So I you know, I was I was discussing a little bit of that match uh with Tim and some other people. And what was funny is um even though we kind of went over like a little bit of the stuff in the beginning, that mm-hmm. stuff outside of the ring we never talked about. And <laughs> okay, you know, we were on the same wavelength and mentally because when we got outside the ring and i chopped him and he tried to throw me into that pole and i threw him into the pole and i chopped him again and he went into the lap of that kid in the chair yeah back and i looked at him and i was like i'm gonna give him a big boot in the chair but i'm thinking he's gonna move and i'm gonna hit the kid and then and then i got to talking to him in the back because i went ahead and hit him with the big boot right Yeah, And he didn't move. And in the back, we were talking about it. And he was like, he's like, I was thinking about moving and you hitting that kid. I was like,
0: I was thinking the same thing.
1: He's like, but I didn't do it because I didn't know if he had his, his license to be able to take anything like that. I didn't want to get anybody in trouble. So I was like, well, that's a good call, but it's crazy how me and him was literally on the same wavelength, thinking the same thing. It's crazy how things like that happen.
0: That's, that's, that's chemistry. You know, you, you, yeah reading each other, yeah. It, I mean, like I said, I, I can't say enough about that card last uh, on Saturday night. It was from Man, top what do you top to what bottom. Do you think about,
1: what do you think about that um Austin Motalo and Colton Vaught match? Insane?
0: Insane great match. Uh one yeah yeah you know it's funny and uh we're part of the I just wrote an article on on what just happened last Saturday. It'll be published in a newsletter from WFIA here uh, in about two weeks. And I'll send it to you. Yes, please. Uh, I'll send it to you and Jason and all the guys that I have uh, connected with. And I wrote about the events. uh wrote about you a little bit, Colton, uh, Must See TV, Jason Jones, uh, Stephen E. I mean, honestly, Joe, it was probably – if not one of the best indie cars I've been to, one of the best I've been to in a very, very long time. Yeah, and- I
1: gotta, I gotta tell you, why do you think it was sold out?
0: 15 times now in a row? I, think,
1: I actually think it was more than that, dude, because yeah. we've been there and I actually think it's more than that, to be honest. Yeah.
0: I because mean, they, I was there
1: yeah. before, before I got in there.
0: Yeah. I mean, every I've been the, I've been to the Relic Center I think two or three times now, always full. Been to Harrison, you know, a number of times, always full too. Uh, you know, you guys are you know putting on a great show, uh, and yeah, people are excited again, and it, it's great. You know, it's, it's not WWE and AEW. It, it's well, but you, know, it's like you a, don't pay yeah, it. Yeah, it's like I tell
1: you're, yeah. you're, you're getting your money's worth with what we do and the person exactly. and we get personal with you. Yep. That's exactly. You just hit the We're nail attainable. on the head. We're attainable. You can come talk to me. I can give you a hug. If you want a hug, yep. you know, Jesus. And I'm not paying
0: $300 for a ticket, uh, popcorn and, and pop soda pop and get my kids in and buying, uh, Uh, merchandise you know i spent i probably spent fifty dollars the other night uh for a t-shirt for uh you know something to eat and and that's including the ticket the ticket was you know 20 bucks or whatever it was so it's not it's not crazy expensive and you guys you're right you're very attainable you talk to your fans you talk to the fans they approach you you're not Saying, hey, I, you charging, I need 10 bucks to take a picture with you. You have to buy my t-shirt. You have to buy my photo. No. You guys, you'll talk to us. Hey, can I take a picture with you? You bet. That makes people want to buy your stuff. Hey, you know what? I, this is a pretty cool t-shirt. That's a pretty cool picture. Would you sign that for me and I'll buy it for whatever price? You well, bet. It's like,
1: it's like I tell people all the time. And when I do these podcasts,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if... I am okay, these guys come and they follow me. They buy the mm-hmm. tickets, they buy the food, the, the soda, the merchandise, and not even just my merchandise, they'll buy the other people's merchandise when they come to see me. Mm-hmm. I can't be Big Joe the wrestler if they don't come. Yep. It doesn't show my value. Mm-hmm. It doesn't show the trust in me, you know, it doesn't ensure trust by the by the promoter that I have a value for him to me to for me to put my product in his room. Mm-hmm. All right, you know I can't be I can't be Big Joe the wrestler without them. Yeah. So yeah, why would but, I? Why would I not cater to them?
0: Yeah, and you know Jason, you know I had him on here a few months back, and he kind of explained the the reasoning. Like like you just said, you know, we got people in there; they're paying to come see us. Mm-hmm. They're, they're using their hard-earned money to come to our show to watch us. We're not going to be pain in the asses, pardon my French, and difficult <laughs> because somebody, you know, if you want to take a picture with a wrestler, you take a picture with the wrestler. They ain't going to charge you. You want to yep. talk to him, you talk to him. That draws people into you, for one, and they look at your merchandise. Okay, he's not pressuring me. I have to buy something. So guess what? I'm probably going to buy something. Right. That's my mentality anyways. <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's my mentality okay you're not pressuring me to buy anything so guess what i'm probably going to buy something right you know so let's talk about joe for a minute other promotions you're working with I, we already talked about sicw what other promotions are you working around here with and, and so maybe some upcoming events for you
1: okay um let's see this weekend uh, Saturday night, I will make my debut as the Silverback in Eldon, Missouri with Nude Breed Wrestling.
0: Ah, uh, New Breed, okay. Yeah, they get
1: to unleash the beast down there for the first time, All which right. is really cool because I haven't got to be out that way yet.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I'm really excited about that because yeah. that's a whole new territory for me and some new bodies to beat up. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the next. I uh, see the 25th would be the next weekend. I will be in St. Louis. Um, gosh, I can't think of the name of the Shriner, but it's a, it's a Shriners uh, yeah. deal with SICW. CW, yep. With Tony and Cowboy Bob Orton. Hey, Bob Orton, yeah. They're actually going to be in action. They will be in the ring. Um, and uh, I believe I will be taking on Big Tex in that match. Ah. Uh. I took him on Sunday and my chest is still recovering from the chops from him. Yeah. So we, we put on a, we put on a pretty good match, a main event match, TV main event Sunday, which will air, let's see, one, two, probably in three weeks. Cause we do okay. four, four TV tapings, uh, on Sundays sometimes. Yeah. And so either I do four matches or three matches or two. I only put, only did two matches on that Sunday. So, just but yeah, that, but that next just, weekend, yeah, just two. I was just there just two. <laughs> but, uh, oh yeah, I was, I felt like a, after I did those two, cause they were both like, both TV main events. Cause the second one yeah. was me versus Flash Flanagan and Big Tech. So you know how that went. My chest yeah, was yeah. after that. It was like a hot frying pan. Yeah. and. Oh, uh, and so yeah. Next weekend is the one—the the fundraiser for the Shriners up there in East St. Louis with SICW. Yep. Um, I think. Let's see. What do I have after that? I believe I have another new new breed show coming up after that. Like I, it's like every weekend I have something yeah. with either Mid States, SICW, or New Breed. And now it's just it's all back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and yeah. then some, some sprinkled in. So like I'm a busy, going to be a busy, busy man, and yeah. um, I know that there's probably going to be some other opportunities from from some other promotions that are going to see me here eventually.
0: Yeah. And
1: so I, I just think I think the world is starting to really be ready for Big Joe Helms, Silver
0: Silverback.
1: Yeah, hey, Joe Helms. You know, you know, uh, I don't know if the Silverback will ever get up to SICW because Herb's kind of old school. And yeah. he, he told me one day, he goes, Joe, he goes, I, I, I don't care too much for the new you. I said, oh, you don't like the Silverback? He's like, he said, it's just not my thing. He says, but, he said, but I told the same thing to Vader. And look what happened with him. He said, he said, tells you how much I know. <laughs> and and yeah, he's been... It, years you know herb's been a promoter for over 50 yeah years, so. yeah but,
0: you know what you ought to do what's that is my recommendation is you ought to when you're in s-i-c-w uh become partners with the telecon under Stephen e get the the outfits and, and partner with them uh, that would be uh, that would go over I, i'm telling you
1: you know, I already did that. I came in as part of Devastation Incorporated. I you know,
0: know, but you need to continue.
1: Well, I mean... they, did you see where the, he sold me down the river to Lucky P for five grand? Well, so I, that's why I match. I match what part of Lucky P's, you know, people. So uh, they, they thought okay. that was a bigger fit, but but I have mentioned the fact that there's a there's a storm brewing and a war coming because okay. Eventually, I am going to want to be the premier big man in SICW, and not one big man, friend or foe, is gonna be safe from the hired gun.
0: All right. Well, I want to thank you for coming on tonight, Mr. Joe Helms.
1: Appreciate it, man. I had a blast.
0: Yeah, I did too. This the the man with two names, the hired gun. Hey, it works. <laughs> and the silverback. I mean, you're on fire. Thank you for coming on again tonight. I really appreciate it, sir. Always glad to see you. Appreciate it. I uh, appreciate you. All right. Folks, if you're watching, thank you. If you're listening, thank you. And if you haven't subscribed, please do so. And, hey, watch out for, for Joe. He's going to be around. You saw it. Uh, I'll have his uh, social media uh facebook and all that on the description forum one more time ladies and gentlemen hired gun and silverback joe helms thanks for coming on thank you brian all right and folks we'll talk to you soon